Let's, uh, let's uh, open up in prayer. Lord God, we just are just so grateful, Father, for just the, the opportunity just to meet with you today, Lord. We, uh, we never counted a, a, a right, God, to step foot in your, in your temple, Lord God. We thank you for, for uh, this place, God. We thank you for your provision. You've continued to provide for our church throughout all uh, our existence, Lord God. And we just pray today for the word that it would go forth with power, with conviction, Father. Pray that you would, uh, that I would decrease so that you might increase. And God, we do everything for you, Lord. It's all about you, God, that you get all the glory, all the honor, and the praise. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Turn with me to uh, the 1 Corinthians chapter 12. That's where we find the text today. Make sure I... Just started my clock, so make sure I uh, stay on time. <laughs> Amen. First Corinthians chapter 12, uh, we'll pick up at verse 12 through 27. It says, the body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. But we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jew or Greek, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now the body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. They were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you, and the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the, the body that seem to be the weaker, are in, indispensable, and the parts that we think that are less honorable, we, we, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our pre presentable parts need no special treatment. But God has combined the members of the body and has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are all the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And we'll stop there. Back in 2000, uh, 2014, uh, the Warriors hired a new head coach. His name was Steve Kerr. He came in, uh, came into an organization that uh, was, was ascending. He had just came off the heels of Mark Jackson. They were uh, just... Uh, made it into the first round of the playoffs and, and got bounced in the second round of the playoffs. And in training camp, he, he had coined this phrase, strength, strength in numbers, that we're stronger together than we're apart. And so as he came in, he, he wanted to change the culture of the organization. And so what he, what he did was, he, he started from the, from the beginning in, in that, uh, and he said that uh, the Dub Nation, so it wasn't about the players, it wasn't about just the coaching staff, it wasn't about the fans. It was about Dub Nation. And some of you guys are, I know I'm a Laker fan. So just FYI, just FYI. But for, 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 I'm in Dub Nation, so I realize that it's, uh, I'm outnumbered. 
But we can see that, that uh, what he was saying is that, that we can do something special when we, when we come together, that we have different parts, but one body. And so as, just as we see that in, uh, with, the, uh, with the Golden State Warriors, we see that in the body of Christ. And that we see that Paul was, a, he was writing to the church at Corinth who was dealing with uh, a lot of drama. They were dealing with worldliness as, uh, as we read in Titus 3. God was challenging the church and Paul was exhorting the church to, to stand out, to be different. And in, in that, he, uh, he also uh, was, there was dealing with divisions and gross immorality. And right in the midst of that, he was speaking in, in this letter, he was speaking right to, to, the, uh, to the church at Corinth and uh, using the imagery of a human body. And we see that, that uh, the human body is a living and active organism. And it's called to have an impact for not only for, for time, but for eternity. And each one of us, if we're, uh, we call ourselves the child of God, that we're part of that family. We're part of the, ch- the body of Christ. And particularly in this season, we're, we're kind of in transition. We're, God has got us on the move. He's calling us to rise up and to, to be a part of that body and to, to serve and, and stay connected and to, 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 to be a part of that church, which, which is on mission here in the Bay Area for Jesus Christ. And so we see it in verses 12 through 14, if you want to read with me, uh, the, the first thing that we see is that we are all a part of one body. And I'll say that again. We are all a part of one body. And verse 12 says that just as the body, though one, has many parts, but all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. We were all given the one spirit to drink. And even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And so basically what, what Paul is, in, in other words, he's saying is that we're, all of us are different parts. You know, whether we're, you know, you're an eye, you're an ear, whether you're, you're the, the, you know, all of us, the, ex, the external parts, the internal parts, the circulatory systems, the respiratory systems, the nervous systems, all of those are important for the body to function properly. You can't say, I don't need that. We need all of it to function properly. And we see that it, Paul notes that, that, uh, that all believers are to be baptized by one spirit into one body. And the Greek word is baptismo, means to immerse. It could be used to describe the action of immersing a cloth into a dye to change its color. So you can, you can see that imagery of, of, of a cloth going into dye and how it's cha- it changes the, the color of it, changes the contents. And it's the same thing with us as the body of Christ that uh, we're immersed into one spirit, and that changes us from the inside out, that we're, we're walking in accordance to the Holy Spirit. And, and we're all, we're trying to be, we're all being one, one body, one family of God that's dying to our own will, dying to our own purposes, looking to Him. And we see that with the, uh, with the Warriors, you know, as we're, they're in the, in the midst of the, the, the NBA Finals, and, and uh, we see all the assistant coaches, all the, uh, the training staff, the doctors, all those that, uh, the scouting team, the film, film coordinators, all of them are moving in one direction for one common purpose and mission, and that's to chase the championship. And for us as, as followers of Jesus Christ, we have a greater mission. 
And that's, and that's to, to seek and save those that are lost, that we live in a dying world. We're, and we're called to, to, to be about our Father's business. And then secondly, our, the parts of the body are diverse, and we see that in verse 13. For one, for one in spirit, we are all baptized in one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. All were made to drink of one spirit. And so we see that, that Paul's writing to the church at Corinth, and it was, it was a diverse church, similar to our church. We have, we have different people from different socioeconomic classes, different races, gender. But we see that, that what God was saying is that even though we're different, that, that we're diverse, God still has a common mission for us, and that we're called to work in collaboration and work together just like the human body. That all of us have distinctions and different, different purposes, but when we work together, there's, there's power in that. And, and, it's a, and it's a witness to the world. It's like, how, how, can, they, how can all these people get along? And, and they're all so distinctly different. That's a witness. If, 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 if we can all get along, even in spite of our differences, that's a witness to the world, particularly in the times that we live in right now. You know, we're, we're so divisive along political lines, racial lines socioeconomic lines, but God is calling us to unity, not uniformity, that we're all different. We're all wired different, just like in the human body, what Paul was talking about, the heart, the liver, the kidneys, the eyes, the hands, the nervous system. They're all different, but they all have purpose, purpose in the human body and and the same thing for us as as followers of Jesus Christ. All of us have different purposes, even in the midst of our diversity. God calls us to unity, not uniformity, that we're all we're not called to be the same. That when we come into the family of God, we're called to believe but also belong. There's a sense of belonging. There's a sense of unity when we're, when we're walking according to the Holy Spirit. And there's, there's power in that when we walk in unity. And it's a witness to the world. And you remember in, in the movie Space Jam, I know this is a family service today. <laughs> I know some of the kids might, might remember. All the, different, all, all the different players on Toon Squad. You know, you remember, see, I go back to Michael Jordan, you know, the 96 version, not the, the last year, the LeBron James version, the sequel. But you see, you see them, they, 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 they got Bugs Bunny, Sylvester, you know, Yosemite Sam, and he gathered them to defeat the Goon Squad. And they were all a bunch of misfits. They, they couldn't even play. And that's, that's, that's the church. We're all misfits. All of us got issues and dysfunction. We all come with baggage into the body of Christ, and God is working us out. But he's calling us to bring it to him for a common purpose and a co- common mission. And then thirdly, each part of the body has a distinct purpose. And I'll say that again. Each part of the body has a distinct purpose. So not only are we diverse, but we also have each part of the body has a distinct purpose. Each one of us that's in this room, that's a child of God, that has a purpose, has a calling on their life. God saved you for wherever you were. We were lost, and God found us, and he has a purpose on our life. And just like in the human bodies, we read uh, verses 15 through 24. It says, now if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not be for that reason. Stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? 
But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. They were all one part. Where would the body be? As it is there are many parts, but only one body. In the eye can't say to the hand, I have no need for you, nor again the head of the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable, and on the, the parts that are seem less honorable would bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. And so not only is the body of, body of Christ diverse, but it also has a distinct function. Each part of the, the body, that's what, what Paul was saying, is that each one of us has a distinct purpose in the, in the family of God, that we all have a role to play, particularly in this season where we're, we're in transition. God is calling us to, to rise up for a time like this, to step up and step out into his purposes for our life. And it's like the eye can't say to the hand, we have no need for you, or vice versa. The heart can't say there's, to the liver, I have no need for you. The body wouldn't function. Think about the eyes telling the heart or the liver, I have no need for you. It doesn't make sense. The body wouldn't function properly. And that's, it's the same in the body of Christ is that we're not moving according to the purposes of God. We're not experiencing all that God has for abundant life until all of us are moving in the direction that God has for us. Then all of us in the body of Christ have a role to play. None of us are called to sit on the sidelines. The game is better to be played when you're in the game, not watching on the sidelines. What's your role to play? What is God speaking you to do? Is there, is there something for you to do? Is it, is it in children's ministry? Maybe it's on the AV team helping TJ out. Maybe it's on the worship team. You know, maybe it's teaching. What, what is that God has called you to do? There's a purpose. Imagine if our natural bodies experience pain in the arm or the leg or the heart. Do we neglect to take care of it? Of course not. The body is called to care for one another, and that's verse 25. It says that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And it's the same in the naturals as in the supernatural. It's like if you ever stubbed your toe, you know, late at night, walking to the refrigerator, you feel it, you feel it, you know, your whole body feels it. And it's the same thing in the body of Christ, that every, everybody has purpose, everybody has a significant role to play. It says John 15, 12, it says, this is my commandment that you love one another as I loved you. Galatians 6, 2, it says, bear one another's burdens is so to fulfill the law of Christ. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore encourage one another and build, build one another up just as you are doing. Paul's reminding the churches that we got to continue to encourage one another, to continue to, to bear each other's burdens because the world is watching how we love one another because talk is cheap. It's about, you know, faith is an action word, but it's a verb. Is there somebody that God's calling you to do right now to care for? Is there somebody in the, in the body of Christ that, that's lonely or that, that's, uh, that needs time that you need to spend with? Is there somebody that needs, that needs some help financially? Maybe God's given you margin in your life, but you're holding on to it. It's all his. We're just stewards of his, his resources. And we have to have eyes to see what God sees and meet the needs of those that are around us.
but we have to get out of ourselves. It's just our human nature is to, is to preserve self. But God is calling us to, to get out of ourselves so that we could see others in the body of Christ that have needs, they have burdens, and he wants to use us for that purpose. And then conversely, we don't have to hate on one another. All of us have a, have a race to run. We all are running our own race, and we all are called to be cheerleaders. There's a cloud of witnesses, as Hebrews says, that's watching, and it's like, we're just called to, to run our own race and, and to cheer each other on, not to hate, hate on one another. And we see that in the body of Christ. It's like, you know, we're hating on each other and, and, and gossiping about each other, and it's like God is calling us to, to love one another. And I look at our, our church, it's like, where would we be without, like, Mom Hill, you know, TJ, the ushers and greeters, Lance and the team, the, the elders that have, that have come before us and, 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 uh, and have led us through seasons, where would we be? And just stay in the course. There was a purpose, and God has a purpose on this church. This church has been through a lot, but God has a purpose. There's a, there's a purpose of what we're going through, but God's going to come through. I know it. He's been faithful. And then lastly, Christ is the head of the body. This is Colossians 1.18. It says, he's the head of the body of the church. He's the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything we might have the supremacy. Everything starts in, in the head. The body could survive amputate your, your, your leg or your arm, take out an eye, the body could still function, but without, without the head, can't function. Everything, all the instructions come from, from the head, and that's Jesus Christ, and he's the head of the church. And God is calling us to look to him. And it reminds me of Steph Curry, they call him the, the, head, of the, the head of the snake. Nothing the Warriors can do is without Steph. You're looking at the finals. He's single-handedly carrying the Warriors. In Christ, we can't do anything without him. Without the head, the body cannot function. And it reminds me of John 15, 5. It says, if you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. But apart from you, you can't do anything. Detached from God, we can't do anything. But in him, we can do everything. So as I close... There might be somebody here that's, that's, uh, that's never, never received Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. The Bible says that the day you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. The time is now. Tomorrow is not promised. You could just turn on the TV. I mean, the last few weeks we've seen people go to, kids go to school. People going to worship, uh, to church down in Southern California. People going to the grocery store didn't make it home. Tomorrow is not promised. The day you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. God has a purpose. He has a calling on you. He wants you to be a part of the body of Christ, to be the family of God. And it's simple. It's, just, it's, it's trusting God, Jesus, Savior, and Lord. Because the Bible is clear that all of, us, all of us have sinned and fall short of God's glory. But as Romans 6.23 says, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. It's a free gift. Somebody might hear that has never received that gift. They can receive it today. So you can come up 
after service, there'll be elders up here after service, and you can, uh, you can give your life to Jesus. If you've never have. There might be somebody here that's, that knows Jesus, but uh, God is calling them and compelling them, kind of maybe detached from the body, kind of playing church, coming, coming and going. You know, I always remember, uh, you know, I have four girls, and so they, they love to play dress up. And a lot of times church people love to play dress up. Their Bibles, come to church, can say all the right things, but they're detached from God. It might be calling, somebody, God might be calling somebody to reattach to him today. So let's, let's bow our heads in prayer, prayer and uh, as we close. Lord God, I just, uh, just want to say uh, you're awesome in this place, God. We thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. You're just so good, Lord. So good to us. We thank you, Father, for uh, your grace, God, that uh, where would we be? Every person in this room, God, where would we be without your grace? And Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, if there's somebody here or somebody listening online that's never given their life to you, Lord, that they would surrender today. Today would be the day. God, or there might be somebody that's listening to this, this word that's, that's, they've been in church, but they're detached. They're not really a immersed in you, Lord. I just pray right now that they would come back, come back home. And God, lastly, I just pray for somebody that might be hearing this word, God, that's just struggling with just being all in, God, that they, you're calling them to, to be in the body of Christ and there's a role for them to play. And God, they're sitting on the sidelines, God, and I pray that they would, they would step out and trust you, Lord, where you're leading. And I just ask that in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. guys could stand to your feet. We're going to have one more song as our closing song before we have our final prayer and announcements. Above all. Above all.
just a, a reminder. Uh, first, let's just thank, uh, let's give another round of applause for Elder Anthony, as usual, bringing a solid word, a, a diverse, a distinct body in which Christ is the head. Let's uh, get ready to pray. Um, and before we do, just wanted to remind you um, again that you can give uh, online. Also, uh, today you will see uh, Elder Art Shell and Cheryl uh, out in the lobby. So if you wanted to give today and that's something you're used to doing, um, the two of them will be out there um, with bags um, and you can give uh, as well. Right? Amen. Let's bow our heads. Now to him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us before his presence with great joy and without fault, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great weekend. So he